0: Matthew-Henry Commentary on Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30. He commentates on this parable. In this parable, the Master is Christ, who is the absolute owner and proprietor of all persons and things, and in a special manner of his church. Into his hands all things are delivered. The servants are Christians, his own servants, so they are called, born in his house, bought with his money, devoted to his praise, and employed in his work. It is probable that Ministers are specially intended here, who are more immediately attending on him and sent by him, as St. Paul often calls himself, a servant of Jesus Christ. Hello, everyone. I'm Neil Parks. The big message last time about the unique giftings that God bestows— on each of his vessels, lamps, and or conduits. I was in a grocery store just the other day, and the checkout clerk, Rich, was sharing a story about when he was a young man in his 30s. His mother had passed away a few years before, and now his father was very ill. And the doctors gave his father about 12 hours to live when his father wanted to talk about his life in these last moments. As Rich continued the story, he began to cry. He said his father asked him, Rich, is this all there is to this life of 60 or 70 years and then nothing All this suffering, heartache, and now nothing. Rich was now tearing up as he was telling me the story that years after that moment with his father, he surrendered to Jesus. But he was grieving to think about it, and he wished he had the answers for his father at that time when his father needed them, but he didn't. Rich's story is like many stories out there that need to be told. I'm willing to bet that Rich isn't a Bible school graduate or seminary student, but Rich has been called by God to use the talents and gifting that God has given him to share the importance of knowing who Jesus Christ is to all peoples. Even Neil, the customer where Rich works. Rich is a conduit. He's an ambassador in his lamp. His heart is full of oil. So here we are in Matthew 25 with the parable of the talents. And Jesus is sharing this with the disciples that judgment is coming. We have three things in general, three things in this parable. First, the trust committed to these servants. Second, the different management and improvement of this trust. And finally, third, the account of this improvement. Let's look at the first part, the trust committed to these servants their master delivered to them his his goods having appointed them to work for christ keeps and for christ keeps no servant to be idle he left them something to work upon now christ's servants have and receive all their all from him for they are "...of themselves worth nothing, nor have anything they can call their own, get this, but their own sin. Our receiving from Christ is in order to our working for Him. Our privileges are intended to find us with business." The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. And whatever we receive to be made use of for Christ, still the property is vested in Him. We are but tenants upon His land, stewards of His manifold grace. Let's take a look at the different management and improvements of this trust, which we have an account of. First, two of the servants did well. They were diligent and faithful. They went and traded. They put the money they were entrusted with to the use for which it was intended. Laid it out in goods and made returns of it as soon as ever their master was gone. They immediately applied themselves to their business. And the third part, the account of this improvement in Matthew twenty-five nineteen. The account is deferred. It is not till after a long time that they are reckoned with not that the master neglects his affairs, or that God is slack concerning his promise, second Peter three: nine explains no, He is ready to judge, but everything must be done in its time and order. Now, folks, please understand that if you are a follower of Jesus, You have a gifting and a talent to be used. 1 Corinthians, Paul writes in chapter 12, verses 1 through 7, talks about spiritual gifts. My fellow believers, I don't want you to be confused about spiritual realities. For you know how full well that when you were unbelievers, You were often led astray, one way or another, by your worship of idols, which (laughs) are incapable of talking with you. Therefore, I want to impart to you an understanding of the following. No one speaking by the Spirit of God would ever say, Jesus The accursed one. No one can say Jesus is the Lord Yahweh unless the Holy Spirit is speaking through him. Verse 4 It is the same Holy Spirit who continues to distribute many different varieties of gifts. The Lord Yahweh, verse 5, is one. And he is the one who apportions to believers different varieties of ministries. Verse 6, the same God distributes different kinds of miracles that accomplish different results through each believer's gifts and ministry as he energizes and activates them. Finally, verse 7, each believer is given continuous revelation by the Holy Spirit to benefit not just himself, but everyone. Let's look at Ephesians 4, 7. Paul, again, he says, yet grace is. God's undeserved favor was given to each one of us, not indiscriminately, but in different ways, in proportion to the measure of Christ's rich and abundant gift. I think what we just talked about here in 1 Corinthians 12 and Ephesians 4, it's pretty clear that every image bearer of God, God will gift as an individual. And he gifts these people to reach other people, to continue the wisdom and the conduits of wisdom throughout generation after generation after generation. It wasn't only just the apostles that Jesus was talking to. It was you and I. You and I, 2,000 years later, as if we were right there in that meeting alongside John and Peter and the rest of them. This is a personal understanding that God wants his people to be vessels Matthew 25 tells us the parable about the three servants. Each servant was given or blessed with a talent or gift. That was special in the eyes of the Lord and was meant to be used for his glory. You see, my listeners, these gifts belong to Jesus. They are not ours. And what We do with them, get this, this is big. What we do with them reflects how much we love and adore Him. And judgment is in the balance. Now, what's being explained here is this if you're gifted and you bury the gift, That's really telling God what you think about him. If you're not using the gifts that God gives you, then you're just ignoring him. And it is powerful understanding of what's going on here. So here's the question for you today. Are you aware of the gift God has instilled you with? And are you investing it into what God has purposed it for? Well, a lot to think about here in this parable of the three servants. And we're going to get into this a little bit more next week as well. Well, it is a wrap for today, and I'm looking forward to our next time together for part two of His Gift, His Purpose. And by the way, if you have friends or relatives that come to mind, I want to encourage you just to maybe pass this podcast on to them. Please invite them, and comments are always welcome, as well, at this address. Fill the lamp at yahoo.com, all one word, fill the lamp, at yahoo.com. Let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, I just lift up all these listeners as they tune in each week. You know where each one of them are at this very moment. You know everything about them because you created them in your image. Father, I just pray right now, as you told us before, faith comes by hearing. In hearing, the word of God. So, Father God, I just pray an increase of into them, into their spirit, Holy Spirit, counsel them, help them, show them, empower them. Father God. I just lift them up to you and have your way and let your word penetrate into them because they are image bearers. And Lord, if they don't know, I pray that they would get a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. For your word says that your followers are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. And amen. I'm Neil Parks.